Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the March 15th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we will be looking at numbers 522 to 534 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. 2. The Mysteries of Jesus' Infancy and Hidden Life The Preparations 522. The Coming of God's Son to Earth as is an event of such immensity that God willed to prepare for it over centuries. He made everything converge on Christ, all the rituals and sacrifices, figures and symbols of the first covenant. He announces him through the mouths of the prophets who succeeded one another in Israel. Moreover, he awakens in the hearts of pagans a dim expectation of his coming. 523. St. John the Baptist is the Lord's immediate precursor, or forerunner, sent to prepare his way. Prophet of the Most High, John surpasses all the prophets, of whom he is the last. He inaugurates the Gospel, already from his mother's womb, welcomes the coming of Christ, and rejoices in being the friend of the Bridegroom, whom he points out as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Going before Jesus, in the spirit and power of Elijah, John bears witness to Christ in his preaching, by his baptism of conversion and through his martyrdom. 524. When the Church celebrates the liturgy of Advent every year, she makes present this ancient expectancy of the Messiah, for by sharing in the long preparation for the Saviour's first coming, the faithful renew their ardent desire for his second coming. By celebrating the precursor's birth and martyrdom, the Church unites herself to his desire. He must increase, but I must decrease. The Christmas Mystery, 525. Jesus was born in a humble stable, into a poor family. Simple shepherds were the first witnesses to this event. In this poverty, heaven's glory was made manifest. The church never tires of singing the glory of this night. The Virgin today brings into the world the eternal, and the earth offers a cave to the inaccessible. The angels and shepherds praise him, and the magi advance with the star. For you are born for us, little child, God eternal. To become a child in relation to God is the condition for entering the kingdom. For this we must humble ourselves and become little. Even more, to become children of God, we must be born from above or born of God. Only when Christ is formed in us will the mystery of Christmas be fulfilled in us. Christmas is the mystery of this marvellous exchange. O marvellous exchange! Man's creator has become man, born of the Virgin. We have been made sharers in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share our humanity. The Mysteries of Jesus' Infancy 5-7 Jesus' circumcision on the eighth day after his birth is the sign of his incorporation into Abraham's descendants, into the people of the covenant. It is the sign of his submission to the law and his deputation to Israel's worship in which he will participate through his life. This sign prefigures 
that circumcision of Christ, which is baptism. 5 to 8. The Epiphany is the manifestation of Jesus as Messiah of Israel, Son of God and Saviour of the world. The great feast of Epiphany celebrates the adoration of Jesus by the wise men, the Magi, from the East, together with his baptism in the Jordan and the wedding feast at Cana in Galilee. In the Magi, representatives of the neighbouring pagan religions, the Gospel sees the first fruits of the nations who come, who welcome the good news of salvation through the Incarnation. The Magi's coming to Jerusalem in order to pay homage to the King of the Jews shows that they seek in Israel, in the messianic light of the Star of David, the one who will be King of the nations. Their coming means that pagans can discover Jesus and worship him as Son of God and Saviour of the world only by turning towards the Jews and receiving from them the messianic promise as contained in the Old Testament. The Epiphany shows that the full number of the nations now takes its place in the family of the patriarchs and, inquir- and acquires Israelatici Dignitas, the dignity of Israel's birthright. 529. The presentation of Jesus in the temple shows him to be the firstborn son who belongs to the Lord. With Simeon and Anna, all Israel awaits its encounter with the Lord. The name given to this event in the Byzantine tradition, Jesus recognised as the long-expected Messiah, the light to the nations and the glory to, of Israel, but also a sign that has spoken against. The sword of sorrow, predicted for Mary, announces Christ's perfect and unique oblation on the cross that will impart the salvation God had prepared in the presence of all peoples. 5.30. The flight into Egypt and the massacre of the innocents makes manifest the opposition of darkness to the light. He came to his own home and his own people received him not. Christ's whole life was lived under the sign of persecution. His own share, his own share it with him. Jesus' departure from Egypt recalls the Exodus and presents him as the definitive liberator of God's people. The Mysteries of Jesus' Hidden Life 531 During the greater part of his life, Jesus shared the condition of the vast majority of human beings, a daily life spent without evident greatness, a life of manual labour. His religious life was that of a Jew obedient to the law of God, a life in the community. From this whole period, it is revealed to us that Jesus was obedient to his parents and that he increased in wisdom and in stature and in favour with God and man. 532. Jesus' obedience to his mother and father and legal father fulfills the fourth commandment perfectly and was the temporal image of his filial obedience to his father in heaven. The everyday obedience of Jesus to Joseph and Mary both announced and anticipated the obedience of Holy Thursday, not my will. The obedience of Christ in the daily routine of his hidden life was already inaugurating his work of restoring what the disobedience of Adam had destroyed. 533. The hidden life at Nazareth allows everyone to enter into fellowship with Jesus 
by the most ordinary events of daily life. The home of Nazareth is the school where we begin to understand the life of Jesus, the school of the gospel. First then, a lesson of silence. May esteem for silence, that admirable and indispensable condition of mind revive in us, a lesson on family life. May Nazareth teach us what family life is, its communion of love, its austere and simple beauty, and its sacred and inviolable character, a lesson of work. Nazareth, home of the carpenter's son, in you I would choose to understand and proclaim the severe and redeeming law of human work. To conclude, I want to greet all the workers of the world, holding up to them their great pattern, their brother who is God. 534. The finding of Jesus in the temple is the only event that breaks the silence of the Gospels about the hidden years of Jesus. Here Jesus lets us catch a glimpse of the mystery of his total consecration to a mission that follows, that flows from divine sonship. Did you not know that I must be about my father's work? Mary and Joseph did not understand these words, but they accepted them in faith. Mary kept all these things in her heart. During the years, Jesus remained hidden in the silence of ordinary life. Very well, this section today is dealing with the beginning of Jesus' life is dealing with the whole time of um, his infancy, his hidden life. And I suppose, again, it would be very good to read this over around the time of Advent and Christmas because it is uh, more proper to that time of year. But it's something that always we need to learn from. That all of us tend to look for God in the big events. We want God to be present with lightning, with fire, with uh, big events, with big things. And we expect to have big things happen to us. And yet, this section of the Catechism is reminding us of the hidden life of Christ. That Jesus spent the majority, ninety over 90% of his life, hidden. We don't know what happened. We know very, very little about this time. And yet, this time is very important. As I've said before, if God wanted to, Jesus could have appeared. He could have taken human flesh, the, the second birth of the Trinity, the Son, could have taken human flesh and been formed into an adult body and just gone straight into his ministry of teaching and then the crucifixion, etc. But he didn't. He chose to be born, to spend 30 years in silence, 30 years of manual labour, 30 years working as a carpenter or a carpenter's assistant even, and then to spend the rest, the last years of his life on the mission. But the mission is also this first 30 years. The mission is also this time of redeeming the world that uh, the Catechism quotes from that famous speech of Paul VI. Paul VI was the first Pope to visit the Holy Land since St. Peter had left. So the first one of St. Peter's successors to go back to the Holy Land was basically 1900 years later, more than 1900 years later, with Paul VI during the Second Vatican Council, that he visited the Holy Land. And in Nazareth, he gave this beautiful discourse that actually is uh, used in the, um, the breviary as the reading for the um, Office of Readings on the Feast of the Holy Family. But this beautiful meditation on what Nazareth, what the hidden life can teach us. And all of us can learn from this hidden life. All of us can learn from the silence. 
not to just be looking for God when things are going fantastic, when there's glory, when there's power, when there's triumph, but to find God in our daily existence. That's what this section of the Catechism is inviting us to do. So tomorrow we'll continue, and tomorrow we'll be looking at numbers 535 to 540 of the Catechism. God bless.